0: Okay, here we go. Welcome, everyone. I'm Joey. We've creeped on. Know, <laughs> new Star Wars. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> introduction. <laughs> to Alderaan. I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover, and with me is Royish Goodlucks. Hello, podcast. And I think we should start by saying this is a very special event. We are in person. We're live. We are re- <laughs> We're live. <laughs> <coughs> for us, not for you. Uh We are in person in Royish's studio. When was the last time we recorded in person? Where it all began. It would have been before, <laughs> before coronavirus. Yeah. We're here. We could literally reach out and touch each other. Like this. Reach out. We did it. (laughs) Uh, And it's also, I'm here for Royce's birthday. Happy birthday. It's not your birthday yet, but happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. You know what comes out on your birthday? Brilliant transition. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking today about Andor, the upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars series, I guess in quotes, and our anticipation for it, all to answer the question, Hoth? Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark pending. We just watched the trailers and some special looks, whatever that means. So we're ready to go. Let's just jump into it. So for me, I didn't think I'd be excited about this series at all. But honestly, that's changed after watching these like trailers and special looks, obviously. But mostly the idea that Rogue One brought in so many new people and I love that they're kind of doubling down on that with Andor. Like, I think they're setting it up to bring in so many new people into the fandom. And even in, like, the marketing, the way they're marketing the series, it's like... Somewhat not marketed towards Star Wars fans. There's no lightsabers. (laughs) (laughs) Or is there? We don't know. There's those beams that come out of the side of the ship that it flies around. You called it the Inquisitor ship. (laughs) I mean it's the Inquisitor lightsaber ship. Yeah. I can't remember if like the marketing for Rogue One was the same way. Do you remember whether it was like marketed towards Star Wars? Yeah, maybe we should have watched
1: the Rogue One trailer. Well, I think Ro- half Rogue- of
0: one of those trailers was a Rogue One trailer. <laughs> well, Rogue
1: One, the call is there's a Death Star. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's again, like you're already familiar with that. Right. So.
0: so, yeah, maybe this is like the least Star Wars, Star Wars thing. Relying on the least amount of pre consumed
1: yeah. Star Wars,
0: which is great. I think, like, like I said, I think it's set up to bring in so many new people into the fandom, which. I think is kind of cool. What do you think?
1: Obviously, if Star Wars is going to keep going, you can't put a baby Yoda in everything. So you've got to make more broad appeal. (laughs) Like we were sorry, Robin and (laughs) Lorelai. They're not here to defend themselves. (laughs) You were saying the other day about how like this is the Star Wars show to watch if like Star Wars wasn't in the title at all, Mm. if it was just Andor. And it's a show about this spy infiltrating the bad guys to bring them down. And that maybe is something that Star Wars needs because the force is like maybe overplayed. They don't seem to reference that there. There's no Jedi's. There's no lightsabers. There's not a lot of baggage alongside with it. It can be its whole new journey. On top of that, with new directors or at least marketing that these directors are from another franchise that you love. From the director of Fast and Furious <laughs> comes
0: yeah. Pod yeah, the, Racer. The, the Bourne trilogy yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is so purposeful, especially for the people who, like, I know people who wouldn't watch a thing if it was called, like, Star Wars. They're going to be like, I don't want to get into that or it's not for me or anything like that. But when you put, like, a stamp of another property on it, <laughs> like, it's and or don't worry, it's made by the people who made Bourne. Do you like the Bourne movies? Then you're gonna love this, you know what I mean? So definitely, that's what I mean, like gearing the marketing towards a whole different audience, which I think is very smart and very cool. I mean, maybe it'll bring more people into our conversations here, and that would be a lot of fun.
1: Rogue One was by far the most different of all of the Disney-era Star Wars films, Mm -hmm. and that's also in the trailer from the creators of Rogue One. Last Jedi... I mean, it wasn't, or Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. It wasn't billed as from the creator of The Force Awakens Mm. and not the creator of The Last Jedi. Like, (laughs) it didn't bill it that way. You're just like, it's Star Wars, duh. Right. But like you said, maybe Star Wars being the kind of tagline, why you're going to come see that film, maybe not so much with Andor. Come watch this if you like spies, yeah, and yeah, thrillers and suspense.
0: Yeah, I think like the spy espionage thing is such a cool road. And like we've talked about before, Star Wars branching out, becoming more than we know it to be. Maybe we should like take back the, or not take back, but maybe we should take over the "not my Star Wars" sentiment in a positive way. Like Andor, I really see as being like not my Star Wars. And that being good. Like, we're creating a new branch on the Star Wars tree that is also this for for people who like that, which, like, are Star Wars fans and not Star Wars fans. Whereas if you're creating the Force Awakens or the sequel trilogy, it's sort of the main trunk of the tree. It's for very specific people, maybe,
1: overall. So I like that. It's not my Star Wars. And that's great. So... <laughs> Where does Rogue One rank for you then with the rest of the Disney era? That's a great question. Have we answered that? We must have answered this. I think we've talked about it before, but honestly, I flip-flop.
0: So the two movies in Star Wars that I flip-flop so much on are Rogue One and Rise of Skywalker. Every time I watch them, I have like a different feeling about, or the same feeling, but it's the opposite of the last time I watched it. So Rogue One, I flip-flop a lot on, but... I like the movie a lot. I, I still don't understand, like, what it was going to be. I think I'm burdened by the knowledge of, like, they did a lot of reshoots, so it was a different movie at one point. Right. And, like, the trailers were full of stuff that we never got to see, which is kind of a bummer. But there's some stuff in the movie that is just a major disconnect with me, probably, again, because of the burden of my, like, canonical knowledge. But Saw Guerrera I think is the main one that I point to as being like, maybe a little bit of a letdown for me in the movie because he doesn't get to do much. They clearly I clearly rewrote so, his role. Yeah, maybe. And But I was so like emotionally invested in the character at that point after like Clone Wars mm. and stuff. And the idea that like, I was so excited to see Saw Gerrera in live action, and I put, like, a lot of expectations on that, which isn't good to do, but that's, like, one of the areas of the movie where I feel it down. Like, I thought it would have been amazing to have him interact with Vader in a way that, like, Anakin Skywalker had a hand in making Saw Gerrera the fighter that he is today, and they ended up on opposite sides, opposite teams, and they like at that point were like two men ravaged by the same war on opposite sides, like both being held together by machines that had once existed, like they worked with each other and helped each other and Anakin had trained Saw. Right. So I think that would have been a really amazing thing to address. I'm not like rewriting it, I'm just saying. You like, came that's in with a-, a lot
1: of like ex- expectation yeah, like, though.
0: That's it. Like that's where canon is a burden. And at that point I didn't have a good, what's the right word? I didn't have a good boundary set up there, yeah. So I was very like gung ho on my canon knowledge. So it kind of lingers as my mind is like a point in the a mm, point for a point that contention. Movie that,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, so for most people, like that was probably their first introduction to for saw. Sure. You know, so maybe that's not as big of a deal for other people. And then he'll be fleshed out in Andor, mm-hmm. and maybe Andor will give you some redemption for that. It's kind of like I-, I think we've made the comparison of some of like the shows being like DLC for other shows. Mm. You know. And so in this case, like Rogue One is a film on its own that you can consume that sort of leads you into A New Hope. It doesn't tie the two trilogies together, but it's a prequel to A New Hope, essentially. Right. And then this is a prequel through that prequel, at least for one of the characters, maybe some of the others. Yeah. And that's probably the best part about it, that we can now get justice for the canon files that yeah, yeah. were let down with that particular character that meant something within Clone Wars. And for those who aren't familiar, they'll just see how badass he is mm. in general.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. That's something I'm really looking forward to seeing in Andor too. Is the fleshing out of Saw, but also his his rebellion's relationship to the.
1: So, do we want to see Star Wars Saw Guerrera, or do we want to see Andor? It's kind of funny. We're like when <laughs> uh, we started talking about Rogue One, but like yeah. there's lots of other ancillary characters are going to bring in Saw, Mon Mothma, random Imperial people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. Who's the, it would be everything. Is that a guy we know? No, it's not. So a lot of other new faces. Yeah, lots what, of characters. What about this Andor, Cassian Andor guy? Listen, it's right there in the title. It's Cassian. <laughs> is it, or is this going to be a Boba Fett thing where we're going to spend uh, most See, of the time with See, I knew you were going to go there. I knew you
0: were going to go there with that. And I would say, like, it's all in the title of the show. It's Cassian. Is it? It's Yes, it's Cassian and or these other characters. <laughs> And I think that that's perfect. It's built right in. Oh, waka waka. That's a good joke. I think that that points to another thing that we can get from these trailers in like the scope of the show looks incredible. Like, I think they said there's going to be 24 episodes.
1: That's like a record number of episodes for a TV yeah. show
0: nowadays. I think, that, I think that they're breaking them up into parts or seasons or something. So we're going to get 12 now and then 12. It's 22
1: total or 24 total yeah. for the I series. Think,
0: I would think it's like a limited thing. And they said, okay, let's make 24 and be done with it because it has to bleed sure. into Rogue One. But who knows? Maybe, I mean, maybe That's plenty still of still a lot know. overall
1: it's rather, rather than land. just it's, six or eight.
0: It's a lot more than we've been getting with Star Wars television Just the shows. premiere
1: alone is three episodes.
0: Yeah. and that's incredible. But it's also like the scope of the show lends it to that. Like, just watching these trailers, what like you're saying, we see Cassian in the trailers, but we also see a lot of not Cassian. So we're seeing Mon Mothma and we're seeing the Senate, which I'm probably the most excited about seeing. And we're seeing all of these new characters and the Skarsgård guy, whatever character he's playing, I can't remember his name and all these Imperial characters. And then there's like clone trooper armor and then stormtrooper, you know, we're like clone ships. So we're kind of bridging the gap here, but there's so much. Another thing Rogue One was, was like, it's definitely like the most beautiful Star Wars. And these trailers look incredible. Like they look beautiful and it looks very cinematic and the scope looks huge. So it's not just going to be, that's maybe one expectation we should get out of the way immediately. Like, it's not just going to be Cassian Andor. It's going to be like his, maybe his journey to, into Mon Motha's Rebels, but the entirety of the scope of the show is going to be the building of maybe the varying rebel groups and that kind yeah. of thing.
1: I think it'll work in that sense. Whereas like titling a show, the book of Boba Fett is kind of confusing is what the overarching story is. If it's not about Boba Fett, mm-hmm. which it's okay to be about other people, but it was interesting the way they told that. And then Obi-Wan is like, well, it's maybe a little bit of the Inquisitor's story and Darth Vader, but like also how Obi-Wan ties into that. Yeah. But this is clearly like, it's Rebels. There's a new world and the Empire and mm-hmm. rising up and leading into Rogue One. Starting the war. Let's call Let's, it yeah. war. war. I love that. Yeah. A, lot a of- Star War. Ooh, yeah. Is that the next <laughs> scene? Did they cut that out? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so what did you think of Rogue One? Uh, before Rogue One came out, my thesis was that it could be the best Star Wars ever. Mm-hmm. Because it was going to be different. It was the first non-episodic thing, other than the Christmas special, outside or, of the like Skywalker saga, right? Separate trilogies, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then for that reason, given that freedom, which maybe you know, unlimited freedom, maybe not always a good thing, but that it had the potential to be different and therefore maybe better mm-hmm. than most of the stuff. And I loved it the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, I saw a lot of the flaws. Mm. Not so much with like backstory, like you were mentioning but the things that were in the trailer that were not in the film, the obvious kind of pacing issues and the fact that the first five minutes of the film you visit like 10 different locations. Mm. There's a lot of jumping around, you know? And I wanted to see the shot of that TIE fighter and Jin on the top of the tower. That was the stinger to use a, uh, oh no, Lorelai said zinger Mm. on the last episode. I like that, that shows can have a zinger moment. Uh, I'm going to use stinger (laughs) for this one. (laughs) <laughs> that's a great trailer moment. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, what a good-looking film. Or them running away from walkers. You yeah, know? on the beach. And yeah, then that's those a big shots are not me. in the film. And you're like, I get it that they have yeah. to recut it. But then you don't notice that the first time you see the film. But when you start correlating that in retrospect, you're like, hmm, it's a little janky. Yeah, The film is is pretty good. And I think out of all of the Disney-era Star Wars... You know, it might be number two for me, like Force Awakens and then Rogue One, Yeah, I think. I don't think I've flip-flopped it. Like you said, you're like, well, I like it, but I don't like it. I love that original trilogy feel that they've invoked and kind of, you know, spruced up to make it look modern, but still true to, you know, the original look as that's awesome. And I think, there's something that will always be appreciated about that nostalgia factor in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Whereas stuff like in Rise of Skywalker, like heavy use of slow-mo or like crazy panning and more modern things that are accepted in cinema don't feel as Star Wars-y to me. Not to put it in a box, but like that's my takeaway. And I think Andor seems to be playing those same kind of cards. So just the feel Mm -hmm. like means something to me. And since it's number two, like, out of all those movies, like, I think that also gives it a leg up as well. Yeah. Whereas, like, Boba Fett, not to harp on it, but we've mentioned before, not a lot of screen time. Like, does he need a thing? I don't know. Right. But, like, if you already loved Rogue One, this expands upon that, I suppose, if you love Boba Fett. That also expands on it, but... Yeah, that but was not the way f- they wanted it to. Right, right. I, Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, th- yeah. I think you get it. I liked Rogue One, to answer your question, in given enough time to appreciate what it's there yeah. for. I would say I'm probably in the same boat. It's like
0: maybe tied for second or third of the Disney-era films, which I guess there aren't many of. How many Disney-era films put, do we have? You put Jedi, Last Jedi, or Rise or Solo I'd above put Last. I put Last Jedi pretty high. We could do a whole rating thing. But yeah, Last Jedi, pretty high for me. But again, Mm. something that I needed to appreciate more
1: in retrospect.
0: But yeah, Rogue One, yeah, it does, I think it suffers from the trailers a little bit. Like if they didn't release those trailers, we probably would feel much different about them.
1: Well, you wouldn't know all the rewrites, but they built the trailer off of one film that didn't end up being the film. What about the music? You know what? Maybe we're talking too much about Rogue One. (laughs) This is, that's the source material or not, it's kind of weird. It's not the source material for Andor. It's the post material. I loved the music in Rogue One in comparison to some other side story Star Wars. I, don't know, I do really like Mandalorian music. Boba Fett music is okay. And Obi-Wan may be the least impressive, but that's also the newest that I still got to get used to. Again, with the original Star Wars feel, I wouldn't mind hearing... You know some really beautiful music that has already been composed for this universe. You know, if you're gonna make a Star Wars show and bring back characters I already know, they use all the sound effects. You know, that's probably my biggest gripe. If you can use pew pew why can't you use da da da? I need to hear that if there's some X-wings that show up. You know in my opinion. I guess maybe, did they play something similar with that when the speeder bikes or the snow speeders show up? In the trailer? In Obi-Wan. In Obi- oh, Wan. in Obi-Wan. Sorry, I'm jumping around. I don't remember. I don't know if they played a little like, you know, rebel I think fanfare they did. there. I they think it know.
0: was like a little homage, but I think they sprinkle those o- homages throughout. But yeah, like there's less of less and less of a connection to the well, original
1: music. But again, we're, we're kind of expanding the definition of what Star Wars is. Sure. All of the streaming shows have had Kind of unique takes on Star Wars music, and that's part of, like you said, we've got to give it some freedom to do new things. I forget the composer's name, but there's a new composer. That's what I it. was just looking up because I wanted to. So Nicholas Britell, Brittle. Not sure. Do you how know you him at all? Pronounce his name. I do not know him, but again, a new person, a new take, and hopefully someone that, like you said, can pay homage. Where I think Michael Giacchino also had to kind of rush the job, but yeah. played homage very well to the original Star Wars. Music. And I don't think that will hurt. Don't mess with success. Again, if you're going to use Pew Pew, use.
0: Why not? Well, he's worked on. What do I know of what he's worked on? He's worked on Moonlight and Cruella and Vice and some other stuff on here, some pretty well known stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know him by name, but like. I probably didn't know Michael Giacchino by name when Rogue One came out, but now he does everything. He does Star Wars. He does Mar- He's done like all the Marvel movies since then. He's Spider Man, Doctor Marvel. Strange. Yeah, a little show called Lost, <laughs> and now he's directing,
1: directing Where We'll Find which is a conversation for another day. I think now it's time to answer the question: <laughs> Star Wars, Andor, Hoth, or Noth? Mm. We haven't seen it yet So this is just a prediction Yeah Hoth or Noth prediction
0: I'm gonna go with Hoth I am excited for the show Based on everything we just talked about I'm excited for it to bring new people in I think it looks beautiful I can't wait to see the Senate I can't wait to see more Mon Mothma Listen, I'm, I'm excited to see Diego Luna And other people as well But like when they show that Senate, and they allude to like everything Mon Mothma's going going on behind the scenes. I am so excited for that. You know what it is? I am really looking forward to the politics. Star Wars is not political. Ah, uh, I can't wait for the politics of the show. What do you think, Hoth or Noth? What's your anticipation? Only a <laughs> Sith <laughs> deals in absolutes.
1: Classic. It has to be Hoth. Like it's it's new stuff. Just like I thought about Rogue One, it's a little bit different. Boba Fett, like, so much, like, preconceived notion of what that could be. That's your Saw Gerrera. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not my Boba Fett. <laughs> Obi-Wan, come, he's fleshed out. You know, you don't need more fleshing out of him, even though Obi-Wan was nice. A lot of baggage, though, that could potentially upset people. Hmm. Mandalorian, brand new, but they've got the baby Yoda. So yeah, all yeah. of that is like, you've already got a solid fan base that whether or not the shows are good, it doesn't matter. They're going to be hits. I think this is a little bit more of a rolling of the dice. And again, because of that, could be the greatest of all of the Star Wars shows to date. Mm. Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Consensus is Hoth. All right. So you heard our take on it. We would love to hear whether you think Star Wars Andor is going to be Hoth or not. Or if you've already seen it, let us know what you thought of the premiere. But no spoilers. (laughs) The Path to the Dark Side spoilers are. (laughs) So reach out with your feelings on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok. Just search Krypton 2 Alderon. You can even pew, pew, pew us an email. krypton 2 Alderon at gmail.com. Hey, leave us a review wherever you're listening to as well. I know there's so much to do and so little time, but we really appreciate you listening to the show and all of your support. So thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you on the next episode. I've been Royce. I've been Joey. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to one all of the floating rise.
0: things in the Imperial Senate.
1: <laughs> Krypton to all the Not so bad. Krypton. Yeah.